Welcome back to the emergency, emergency, emergency podcast of the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Uh, through significant demand throughout the day on social media <laughs> and direct messaging to Scott and I, this is an emergency podcast based on the fact that the entire Essendon Football Club is going to implode. No, it's not really. Um, this is a quick podcast that we thought we'd put together just to address what's been going on in the last 48 hours. You know my name is Grant. Um, and with me is a very, very scared and disturbed Scott. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, wow, what a 24 hours that has been. Uh, really crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, I guess one announcement was expected and one was, I must admit, I was probably on the 60% thought he may stay, but Sadi has chosen yeah. to um, uh, head to Carlton and, and try and seek a trade. Uh which obviously was a bit of a, a gut punch to the uh, – that one felt – I think everyone felt that one when that came through, that that news, uh, because obviously he's been in the top four and the best and fairest all three years he's played. He came third this year. Uh, was obviously, you know, whether we like it or not, is a critical player uh, with McKenna also choosing to leave the club uh, a month or so ago. Uh that left a a gaping big hole uh, in our offensive back half, I will say, and the the run out of there anyway. The run out of yeah, to, that sets up quite a lot of our play. So, it, look, it it is a it is a quite a significant moment. Uh, Joe Danaher, I guess we're so used to him not playing, if we're being honest, the last couple of years, and and we never felt, you know, well, personally, me, it, it's hard because he's he's and I'll say Danaher. I got told off again for saying Danaher. I know, I know. Uh, so I'll say I'll try and say Danaher <laughs> as much as I can. Um, not that it matters anymore. Um, no, you can call him anything you like now. <laughs> yes, uh, but the the surname obviously means a lot to us and people. So I understand the sentiment, and, and it's, um, and but you know, the other sentiment is that he just doesn't want to play for the club, and, and eventually you can't have that filtering through the side. Like you just, you just can't, you, you, you've got to say, we'll catch you later. Um, we wish you all the best. Look, uh, I'm, you know, I know people go hard on him, but he asked to do this last year and we we're the ones who rejected him to do that. So yeah, it's, it's forced, on us. We forced him to stay. Yeah, the last, we, we basically forced him to stay. Whether we got him on the park or not and everything like that, it, that's all on us. That's the risk that we took. Uh, he asked to leave and we rejected it. So, uh, and that was fine. I, I didn't mind the stance at the time, but now it's, you know, we've got um, clarity that, you know, I think this time will be different. He probably will go to Brisbane. Uh, and, and then you, you talk about what that, what that all may mean. And um, so, look, I think how I want to start this show is, is in two parts. Uh, one's going to be slightly on the negative side, uh, how I start off this. And then I think it swings to quite the opposite uh, in the second half. And, and and Grant, feel free to jump in anytime. So uh, the reality is that we are a club that's a little bit broken at the moment. Uh, and I think it's... Pa- parts of it. Parts of it. Not, not the whole club, yeah. They're like significant parts are broken. I'd agree with that. Yeah, it, it, it's... There's... It's identified probably what we've all been hearing about cultural stuff that 
some players aren't happy at the club. Uh, I, I fully expect um, Fantasia to communicate soon that he'll he'll head back to Adelaide for one of those teams over there. Uh, so you got you know McKenna, Danaher, um, Fantasia, and Saad, two twenty fives and two twenty six year olds that no list manager would ever want to just leave because that's their peak period, right? So it's it, it, you have to understand. It, to a club internally, it's it's quite a sobering moment for the club. It, it identifies um, that there was cultural issues, and and though I think Essendon's trying to gloss over it as best as they can and try to put a bit of a tough stance today, there's also the reality that they were also with the information on Saad saying he only wanted to play a limited role. They also were the ones that were also trying to get him to stay, um, knowing that information. So I, I can't gloss over the fact that not everything has changed that I would like to see. I've personally, I've felt like, well, Truck's trying to sort out the culture, then, then, and then he's told you I only want to be an offensive running uh, backman and, and, and have that kind of role, and, and I don't like the shutdown roles. So I can't do all the team kind of roles, uh, which, um, pretty much was confirmed by Richardson on SEN today. Then there's a bit of, there's a bit of like, okay, the club can talk sort of all tough all they like, but if they've asked him to come back and they wanted him to come back with an aggressive deal themselves, and it might be under for, for what Carlton did, they, they still accepted it in some ways. And so I, I think that has to be acknowledged. Uh, uh, just, just a quick point on that one, man. I, I appreciate where you're coming from in that if we're if we're talking the talk, and Dan Richardson is now coming out saying if, if this is an example of where players didn't want to be part of the direction the truck's bringing in, um, so they're being allowed to leave, or they they they've told us they want to go somewhere else. That to me means that at some stage we've had a chat to them and said, right, Osadi, um, here's your role for 2021, right? We need you to be a shutdown defender. There's going to be limited opportunities to do the running off halfback thing. Um, this is what we need you to do for the club. If you want to come to the club, this is the bit that I think only differs to yours. If you want to stay at the club, here's five years and big chunko cash. Um, if you want to come here and, and do that role, I think I don't think that they would have still offered him that money if he didn't agree to the the role the truck wanted. I think it would be dependent on the on the role that Truck wanted. So, I agree with what you're saying. There, there needs to be um, this strength going along. Yes, we still did offer Sadi that amount of money, but geez, I hope it was that amount of money on that on, on those that amount of yeah. years, yeah. based on buying into our uh, buying into our um, game plan. Because if it wasn't, then yeah, you can talk all the talk you like, but we're starting to retain guys just purely for the optics of it, and we don't care if they hold the balance of power. Well, I think I think the optics uh, for me, anyway, is, is and it's probably you probably I, I agree with what you're saying. It it, it probably was a, a a condition, and and he's made that decision. But I guess I guess uh, I guess my cynical side is that in recent history, we've been the club begging players to stay. That's correct. Yeah, pre Sadi and pre all of these guys leaving now, I'd 100 percent agree. It's the yep. it's the Joey factor and that sort of stuff where. We've just said, no, 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 stay, 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 stay. Here's more money or here's more time or here's whatever. And the player has had 
the balance of power and said, um, I want to play. I've been a, a running halfback all my career at this club. Um, I've finished very high on the best and fairest, but all of a sudden I want to play in the forward line. And we let it, we let it happen. The club let it happen. It, it shouldn't have, that kind of stuff, that kind of attitude for Connor should have been, appreciate your thoughts, Connor. Um, I can see how you might be sort of a bit tricky in the forward line. Yep, great. But in any other side, mate, that, mate, that might be what you can do. But here, we have you as a running halfback and you're exceptionally good at it. That's the role we need you to play. And I hope and pray that today is the first of, and I know it's a, it's a bummer that it has to happen, but it's the first of the players being told that you're not, and I don't mean to sound nasty, especially to Sadi and those guys, that they're not trying to make out like they're King yeah, they're not, Tut. They're and, not villains or anything like that. It's no, nothing, they're not, they're not like supposed that. to be like King Tut, I'm better than you and I'm bigger than the club. I hate that statement, bigger than the club. Um, I don't honestly think that they think that they are, but at the moment there should never be Unless your name is, um, uh, well, not nobody. There should never be in a situation where the player is bigger than the club and the player gets to dictate exactly what role they want to do at the club. The club, the, the player can dictate how much they think they're worth. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're, um, if you're uh, running around at, at a footy club and you think you're worth half a million bucks, you go get your half a million bucks and you tell your club that I'm worth half a million bucks. You better be able to justify it. But then you can't say I'm worth a half a million bucks. Oh, and I want to play it full forward because that's that's not the way it works. The, the club tells you where you're going to play for your, for your half a million dollars. Then you agree whether or not it's worth half a million bucks for you to play there. So, yeah, I hope I hope that's the case with Sadi. No, no, I, I, I definitely agree, and and it's interesting because uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, let's let's. I'm going to cue this up, and this is a little bit raw uh, this show, so please. Yes, be in mind. this is uh, last last minute. <laughs> this is last minute, but I will play a little bit of Dan Richardson's comments, and, and I'll stop it where I think it's kind of relevant to stop. But at least cool. hear what he had to say. Yeah, in Sardi's case, yeah, look, that, that's disappointing, but. Um, look, you know, he's, he's clearly had a compelling offer from another club which he's, choose, he's chosen to pursue. And uh, I think, you know, we're all seeing um, the industry and the way it's evolved with the introduction of free agency and, and, and sort of the increased player movement. So I think what we'll see is, you know, players will leave clubs more frequently, and but that also means there's opportunity. And for us, you know, the the disappointments balanced with the opportunity to rejuvenate our list and hopefully bring in some some new players and some draft picks that are really committed to the plan that we're on and committed to um, the vision that our new coach Ben Rutten will set for the club and that's really about um, you know we want as many people as we can to, to be team first and commit to the, the roles for the team that Ben needs them to as our as our new senior coach. Dan, just on putting your best uh, uh, best foot forward to keep the players. I mean, both are in their mid twenties, and safe to say, both would have received the contract they deserved at Tullamarine. I mean, they're not necessarily leaving for money. Uh, are we right to assume then that there's a cultural problem at the club? I think if there's a cultural problem at the club, it's it's around you know Ben really starting to set the scene around what we want the culture to look like going forward. And as I alluded to before, um, one thing. Ben knows and I know and, and, and many of us that have been involved in premiership teams before, um, you need everyone buying into a, a team-first approach uh, and that's what we're working towards. And if that 
uh, ruffles a few feathers or upsets anyone along the way, then so be it. You know, we need players and Ben needs players that are absolutely committed to the the, the vision and the culture that we're going to set. Uh, I think that's uh, it was uh, probably. I mean, Richardson's kind of known to playing it fairly safe, but that was that was as, as close to him laying out uh, the, I guess, uh, a new culture that they that they want to bring forward. And he, he was making it very clear that he's backing up Tom Morris's article about that Saad wanting to only play a certain role. That, that and was confirmation. not liking the feedback. Yeah, that, that was confirmation that, that that article is actually correct. And, and um, it, it's very interesting because... <sighs> I, I I wonder how truck feels underneath because some might I always get a sense that truck may actually like this opportunity and that's not to say that the play people are going that he won't, would totally want them to go because there's obviously they're talented players but I get a sense they do understand that there's been a cultural problem uh, and and maybe this has now had to happen and we have identified some players that may not want to fit into the mantra of truck, um, which is quite a selfless team orientated football. And, and he probably, he and the club can only grow if they get this culture, right? You can have all the talent in the world. Dodoro can bring in every player in the world. If that's not right. And if everyone doesn't want to play for each other, like we see the Brisbane Lions do, the Tigers do, uh, the Pies did the other night in Perth. If you don't have that culture, then talent means very little. It will get you certain places, but it won't get you success. Yeah, no, I agree. And I'm really glad that Dan Richardson came out and and said what he said today. Um, I think uh, – excuse me. <coughs> ah, that was Bless annoying. Um, we've heard Brasher and Richardson come out at two at the time, the exact time – when the when the fans speaking from a fans point of view when the fans needed to hear from the club this this level of engagement with the fans and when he goes on when Dan Richardson goes on um on whatever show that was um SEN yep SEN little tiny little station um, not as good as us but um little tiny station when they go on SEN yeah. and um when he makes statements like that he knows he's speaking to the um to the fan base in the audience right mm. so it's it's impressive that Paul Bash has come out and spoken about the direction for the club. Dan Richardson now, who you listen to that, and the man is a consummate management professional. He said everybody understood exactly what he said, and that is that I think Truck has gone, okay, boys, I didn't come over here to do to play like that. Um, here's my game plan. Everybody go away for the Chrissy holidays. This is the game plan. This is what we want you to do. And in the exit interviews, he would have said to everybody, this is your role moving forward. And like I think Dan said, he might have upset a few apple carts that didn't want to do what he wanted to do. Mm. Now, Sadi probably is one of those. He didn't want to do the, the shutdown role. And you know what? It's perfectly okay if he leaves. Yeah. Because Truck, Truck has said, this is what I need you to do to get my game plan to work. And Adam Saad being a totally free human being who is working at the Essendon Football Club, don't forget that, he's working there, right? He made the perfect opportunity to say, thank you, I appreciate the, um, the, the time I've had at Essendon, but your game plan is not something that I want to be a part of. I don't want to play like that. 
he knows he only he only has X amount of time in this game and that he could blow a knee out next Thursday. And if his motivating factors are success and some extra coin, then great, Sadi. I have no problems with the man going over to Carlton. If you think you can get a premiership over there and with the extra coin, well done, mate. And like, again, like um, Dan said, the the era of players staying at football clubs for their entire career, it is borderline over because you've just got someone like Carlton who'll come in and pay Sadi this huge chunk of money and waiver where in the window that Essendon was in three years ago, kind of yeah. heading towards the window. Then I have no doubt why, why players jump over. Well, so that, Yeah. That Tom Lynch kind of move has really set a culture, hasn't it? About the, that, absolutely their, their success over there. Uh, let's go there. You know, and I know Carlton, yeah. people are going to say like, laugh and say Carlton. I know they're not successful, but they're obviously, they've got some very, very good youth and, and they're up and coming. And obviously Joe going to Brisbane is obviously a, uh, well, that's, probably, that's probably just, an instant that's grand final. One, yeah. yeah. So, but that's, that's, that's the culture starting to get set around the AFL and, and, uh, it's very NBA like in some ways, um, and that's that's exactly what's going on in my mind. Don't get don't get used to drafting a kid and then having him forever and him playing two hundred and seventy five games for the club anymore. That'll probably that'll still happen probably on certain players, but not as but much. Not as much with these with the young kids nowadays. Um, the sort of effective Tom Lynch kind of um, date moving forward. It's you'd, you'd want to be real close to or moving towards a premiership because players are able to jump around now, especially Sadi. He didn't want to be in the GC anymore. Um, we got him back to Melbourne because he lives um, two minutes from Tullamarine somewhere near there. Um, and Carlton's the same deal. All he's doing is turning left at whatever street he is rather than turning right and heading towards Tuller. So mm. um, that kind of the level of portability of their services around the league now is great, and again, every 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 single year you hear people that want to go home. Well, so when you dra- yeah. draft a kid like that, it's dangerous. And they're not for Sadi because he's he's from Melbourne, but when you draft a kid that's from Adelaide or from WA, there is a very distinct possibility that you're going to lose him at some stage. And that's you know, the the hypocrisy would be for us to see Stringer Smith Shield <laughs> Sadi. Oh yeah, no, yeah. and that's why nobody should be nobody should be yeah, upset that's, or that's mad or angry the- at Sadi. We, we did exactly the same thing, man. We went and pinched Dylan Shield and, <laughs> yeah, and we did the and Stringer and all those boys. And yeah, we're probably so doing it this off-season to try to find guys, you know, that's just... Oh, without a doubt, yeah. So that's, so no, that's I, the nature I, of that. I have nothing wrong with Sadi. So, th- but what it does to, and let's talk about Essendon moving forward, right? So the, I'll bring, I want to bring back something just quickly and I, and I think it's important. There, there, there seems to be several aspects of how through conversations I'll have. That's all I'll say. Uh, Uh, Can't say too much. There's a few streams happening. There's truck enforcing with Richardson uh, and Kelly and the gang. Um, uh, A new standard, a new culture um, about how they want to build a team and and how they want to set standards. Now, I think there's a second stream, which Brash alluded to in his 18-minute video, of also Essendon realigning its management culture, uh, and I think I think it was more prominent than people maybe gave it um, credit for when Brasher talked about uh, the CEO separating himself a little bit from footy operations. I think that's been a, 
uh, I think that would be a clear shift of realigning that the footy operations guys want to have more control over how they do things, set up their culture, set up their on-field plan, and the CEO probably is more do does more eighty percent CEO things, uh, and obviously they're going to intertwine sometimes. But I think there's a more agreeing that there probably needs to be a touch of a more separation and and, and give truck a bit more license. So it, it's it's a very interesting moment in the Essendon Football Club. Uh, you've got Sheeds coming on a director. You've got Brasher coming on president. Now Brasher's been very strong. Sheeds has been obviously quite strong that he wants to get things right. You've got truck who's telling the players uh, that I want a selfless team and, and basically, you know, we'll offer you a deal as long as they're the conditions. If not, you know, we wish you all the best, but that's, that's what I stand for. So it's, 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 there's like two or three streams happening all at once. And, and it does, though they're words and there's starting to turn into actions. It does, give me much more optimism than I did have a month ago, even with the knowledge that my team may not make finals next year, right? And and, and it's not they, – they, they might be competitive. It might be eighth or seventh even at best. But it is going to be – you can't just lose McKenna, Saad, Joe and Raz and not expect you're going to move forward maybe up the ladder a whole lot. But if it means resetting the culture – and then drafting two or three talented top 10 picks, maybe getting a Brad Crouch in the free agency at 25, um, and then starting to realign how you want to do things. And it, and it, the whole idea is to have a selfless team building together. Uh, then I'm all for it. That's, that's you know, that's, that's where I'm at. And, and the best, the best, one of the best things you, you said then I think is if we get those kids or whatever we do, they're going to walk into a club, and if if Truck and the rest of the Bombers have made it very clear to whomever is staying at this club moving forward, they've made it very clear that um, this culture, whatever it was um, and whatever it's been identified as, is no longer. End of story. We are going to be having exit interviews with you, and we'll be telling you your role. You can tell us wholeheartedly that you want to be involved in it, and we will make you involved in it. If you tell us you don't want to be involved in it, we will give you our blessings and we will let you go, right? Mm. If we draft kids that come in, they're only going to know that new culture. Yeah, exactly. Right? So they're not going to they're not going to know about that old crapolery stuff. Um, they'll probably hear about it from a couple of people that maybe are still a bit miffed about it, <laughs> um, but they won't know it. And or even like you said, even if we go and pinch Brad Crouch and and put a chain around his neck that doesn't was not long enough to get to the center of Melbourne. Um, cause there's nightclubs and we don't want him in there. Um, <laughs> um, if we put like, we go and get Brad Crouch or somebody like that. He doesn't know the culture. He doesn't care about the culture. He's a bloke at his second club. who's going to want some success or want to do well to keep his, um, keep his money coming. So I, I really like what Dan said and I, it's, it's a tough thing to do and it'll be a tough thing for the listeners to probably accept. And that is, the two pieces of communication from Brasher and now Dan Richardson um, have calmed me down significantly. Like we were fired up. I was not at this club. No, I still believe we shouldn't at this club be accepting um, the kind of crapola performances that we've been putting up. Um, but I'm very much calmer now just on the back of those two pieces of media done by two Essendon guys who clearly show 
that they're both on the same page. Brasher said it. We want people that want to play at Essendon. Dan Richards has said that this is actually an opportunity. And that's the that's the consummate professional uh, administrator that I've worked with before and you see in Dan Richardson all the time. They go, fine, there is a problem. They deal with the problem and it's it's all manner of ugly and it's and they have to let people like Sadi go and it's sad and Joe has to go and that's sad and they'll do the best for Raz. But once it's done, once they've ripped the Band-Aid off, they don't sit and wallow in it. They yeah. don't wallow in the fact that they're gone and, oh, oh man, oh, man, what are we going to do? They get their selves into gear and, like Dan said, they regard it as an opportunity. They find an opportunity to say, all right, all right, this is bad. It has happened and it's bad. Now, what's the opportunity that we can get from this? And the opportunities are the good side of the coin is reset of the culture, reset of the playing um, uh, culture, reset of the players' mindsets about what truck wants, back truck into the hilt and come back next season and start again. So i mm. a massive, massive fan of Dan Richards. Um, and it's so, funny, with, and- with, with four, four of that kind of 25 and 26 age bracket gone, what it realistically does, this is my view anyway, um, it, it, it puts a spotlight on McGrath, Parrish, Langford, Ridley, uh, possi- possibly Draper. Yeah. Um, to basically say, this is your, this is our core group guys. You now. This is your club now. This is your club. your club. Uh, this is the culture. What do you want to do? Uh, and you know, that's that's how I view this is the, this is the the group now we have to build around and this is where you draft around and this is where mm. you trade around and, and that's I'm going to say something that I know people will disagree with and look it's just an opinion so don't don't slam me it's just my opinion we don't know we don't talk about Trump here Scott <laughs> yeah. no okay. no, it's no it's definitely not Donald Trump. I All definitely right. would never it, mention is it, that no. um, is, is it pineapple on pizza because we don't talk about that either no uh, I'm I was for this. Three days ago, but now in light, of, it. in light of what's happened, mm-hmm. I'm personally not that keen on Jeremy Cameron or Ben Brown anymore. Like I, I, oh, I'm a bit keen on Jeremy Cameron. I, I, and that's just my view, right? Because I know, I know, it's sixty percent of the audience is almost slamming me right now. But that's just my view. I, 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 I just generally feel like I want to grow and build a team now and not bring anyone 27 or 28 and older. And I, look, if we can get Jeremy Cameron, I think there would be enough consensus to say, yeah, he's going to help us, right? Jeremy Cameron comes I'm not, in, yeah, I'm he's going to help us. I'm not going to lose sleep on it, but, but, no, but, but it's, what, it's, what, it's not an other, urgency for me. No, 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 I agree. No, I agree. And and if, 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 um, if Dan Richardson came out tomorrow and sat right next to truck, or even if he did it by himself, whatever he did, he said, right, guys, dear Essendon um, football supporters um, and lunchtime catch up. Um, we're going to read where you're not going to rebuild. We're going to draft kids. We're going to play them until they're good. And then we'll win a premiership. Then I would go. Okay. Mm. All right, fine. Now we all know where we stand. So when you see Harrison Jones in there, um, then that's fine. You know he's going to be um, he's going to be thrown around in packs. He's going to be hammered. But every now and then, that ridiculously talented kid is going to take a really good grab. And I'll, I'll be there with the fact that we're playing kids again and we'll start with the baby bombers and we'll do all of that sort of stuff. But Jer- someone has to help us. If we can get a Jeremy Cameron or we can get... Um, a name to help us. I don't, I don't Ben Brown, 
yeah, but maybe he would help us. I don't know. But if we get one of those guys, I don't think the likes of a Ben Brown or a Jeremy Cameron will be right at the peak of their powers when we win our next premiership, right? Mm. They'll either be right on the end of it and they stumble over the line. But what I think is that if we get those players, if we get a Jeremy Cameron or Ben Brown, they can help us win games until we're good enough to win a premiership. Until Harrison Jones comes along, until the big tall Ruckman kitty um, comes along, until Sam Draper becomes the best Ruckman in the comp. Um, and that, that, that period of time between now and when we are, in inverted commas, really good, yep. they, he, they can help us for that period of time to win games so that we're not finishing on the bottom of the ladder. So I wouldn't mind if we picked up one of those or two of those guys, but just keep in mind that when we do, it's not because Jeremy Cameron is our new saviour and our new 21-year-old rookie full forward. He's the bloke that's going to help us win some games between now and when we're good again. Yeah, look, I, I get that point. I, 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 it is a risk that he obviously he's demanding five years, right? So it is a risk from being turning yep. twenty eight in April. Um, so, it, but that's that's look. I, I can only say my philosophy. I, I, I just genuinely feel like I want Truck to build a team and and start afresh. And but I understand a lot of experience has gone out the door too. So I understand that mm. at some point, um, you know the. You don't want to go too young and have kids slammed um, physically and everything. You want, yeah. you know, that because uh, people obviously have put in, you know, oh, Hook and Hurley should now go. And I'm saying no, Hurley. I would, I would have, I would have Hurley next to uh, Ridley and Zerk Thatcher for protection any day of the week. Um, just so, and and people underestimate what Hurley does at training. Like you, when you go to training, you see him having 15 minute sessions with the defenders. This is how you move. This is how you do it. So we can't just throw out leadership as well uh, that you don't see behind the scenes. So you, you want some um, experience and physical help. Yeah. Uh, ask BZT whether or not he'd rather have um, Hooksy and or Hurls. Um, I mean, if probably if Hooksy goes forward next year, which will probably be the case if we don't bag a Jeremy Cameron or somebody like that. Yeah. It, BZT's only been – this is his first season where he's played, what, how many games did he play? 13 games or something? Yeah. Um, he played a lot of games, right? This is his first season where he's been up against um, some of the monsters in the forward line. And um, he did okay. He did okay. He's got improvements to make, and that's fine. He's a kid. But I bet you if you ask BZT whether or not he'd rather have um, Hurls there, just, just so he can have a bit of a look back – bit of a check with the veteran, bit of a check with the mentor and the, the little chats that they have whilst the ball is up the other end or something, That's that stuff's vital to BZT. You shouldn't just write him off because Hurls, uh, he got beaten once or twice this season. Um, the, you've got to keep that kind of experience in the back line until the likes of BZT and Rids and, um, and whomever else we chuck up there can actually come through. So, uh, look, be, before we close out... Uh the interesting part now is, is, I mean, the, the rumour is, well, the, the suggestion is that Essen will try and go for Carlton's pick, uh, first round pick, which I think is, is fair enough. Uh, Joe Danaher has, Essen has the option of doing a trade with the Lions or, or banking on getting a pick seven compensation pick. Uh, if they felt, and it, we should understand we we don't under we don't know yet what Brisbane are offering. So we really Essendon need to almost understand that. Like if it's only five hundred k a year for like three or four years, it, it, that may be not you know in the first round 
range. So I think we yeah. need to understand what the lines are offering to if it's if it's the seven hundred to eight hundred k, then you know okay, it's going to be pick seven, and you yep. may want it. So for me, like. Uh, Two of those three picks I still want to draft, no doubt. That's what that would be. Same. And, that's where my head's at at the minute. Yeah. I, and you want to draft a tall forward and you probably want to draft uh, either a mid or or, or uh, a talented rebounding defender. Um, Could we, I was thinking today, I saw his face on one of the uh, posts. And Scott, well, you watch. Scott, you probably, the, the listeners won't be able to see this um, because we're not going to do the video of it. But I'll like this when I see it on Scott's face. Ready? Hey, Scotty, do you reckon we could pinch or sneak Shacky from the dogs? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, Come on, man. There's, there's a kid that's underused. Yeah, there's a reason. Uh, okay. No. no Alrighty no. then. No. I okay. We'll no, stay. that's okay. That's okay. We'll Just a, a left it. a left field one for you. But, right. No, I agree. I agree. Let's Let's – if we can pinch a, a crouch or we can pinch some players that make sense or Dodoro pulls Ollie Wines and Jeremy Cameron <laughs> out of his earlobe. Um, we very much doubt. Well, <laughs> come on, man. I have the utmost faith in uh, in Dodoro. The man could redraft James Hurd if he wanted to. Um, so if we yeah. can do that. Sorry? Yeah, I was going to say, if we can do that, Obviously, that, well, wine, wines might leave Port Adelaide. Let's let's face that. No, um, no, no, no. But you know what I mean. If he can pull two players incredibly out of left field, um, then all more power to us. Let's get Ollie Wines and Jeremy Cameron, all the like, into the club. Yeah. But if if we can't, and they're going to play hardball, and Carlton don't want to give us a player, or whatever the, the Brisbane don't want to give us a player, then fine. Let's take the priority pick. Let's let's take the priority pick for Carlton uh, for Brisbane. Let's grab the the draft pick from um, Carlton, and let's just draft him. Let's yeah, just yeah. draft him. Bring him into the club. Sit him down and say you're 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 next. Mm. Parish Laverde, Langford, Heppel, Ridley. You're current. This is your yeah. team now, right? And you, the kids, were about to draft. You're next. And have yeah, and and have the McGraths and that. Being the ones McGrath, going, going, go, so have the yeah, have the ones McGrath going to these kids as almost like the leaders. Yeah, this, this is what we expect. We want success. Yep, Zeret, bring, bring him in, Heppel, saying right, Zeret, Heppel, Shield, those these, these are the old boys now. Mm. Um, have Hooksy and Hurley standing in the corner, looking all mean. <laughs> um, just being the the wise old tall units back there, have Zeret and um, and Heps and Shield and those boys just standing around shooting greasies at the rookies, and then have <laughs> have McGrath stand up in front of all of them and say, right, see these boys here, they own the club currently. Look at me, I'm next. Parish, Laverde, Langford, Ridley, we're next. And then you kids that we just drafted, you're after us. So here's what the rules are. Here's the way we play. Because I just I picture this in Sydney, mm. and, and in fact I think Brett Kirk said that's exactly what they did. The captain dragged every one of the draft picks into a room and sat him in a chair with sat him in a room with two chairs, a big room with two chairs, and he sat opposite him and he explained what the culture was at the football club and what the expectations of the captain of the club was of that player. Mm. And yep. they bought into it, or they didn't buy into it. Man, I'd love to see that kind of ruthlessness. I hope stuff, something like that, happens. No, no, for sure. Hey, before we do close, uh, next week we've actually got a huge show, and everyone's going to love this. Massive. 
the time- Scotty has has surpassed himself. The timing of this could not have been better. Uh, so yeah, on I'd likely Monday night we're going to uh, have Ed Pasco on, who's from AFL Drafts Australia, Draft Central gun. Australia, an absolute gun of a bloke. Knows, knows, knows stuff backwards. Yeah, knows every player in that's coming up in the draft back to front. Um, yep. I've already been talking about things we can mention. Now, he's actually an Essendon fan too. So he, nice. he he's keen to say, well, this is where I think Essendon's situation is and this is these are the players um, I would be considering. So we've got we're gonna have some really good conversations. So there's gonna be basically it's just gonna be a complete AFL draft special show. Um, Brilliant. Uh, so that will be Monday night. We've got other guests that I'm working on that um, that we Ooh, uh, now a couple of these couple of these jump in we'll be very very happy yeah so we've got some exciting shows hopefully coming up soon so look um, that's it's been an interesting week uh, I I think it's I'm it's my final thoughts was uh, I'm more optimistic than not I I think it's I think it's something that's probably had to happen at the club uh, I'm glad it's I'm glad it's um I'm glad it's it's happening and. Uh, yeah, it's let's hope we take it serious and and uh yeah, we'll see where we go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um thanks everybody for listening for this nice little quick emergency podcast. Oh, hang on a minute. Why is that working? <laughs> oh, you're joking. Oh. There was supposed to be a sound effect there. Why didn't that work? Oh, there it is. <laughs> <That's> just- emergency, <laughs> emergency podcast. Thank you everybody for listening and we'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>